0: Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm
2: Kim. And I'm Lisa. I always wonder, Chris, you sound like there's a bit of an identity crisis thing going on. You're always. Like, I'm... Chris? I think I'm Chris. Well, Sometimes
1: I'm Chris. Well, because I figured it out, you know. Just yeah. So that how that
0: works? Some days are like that. Yes. This is true. Well, we don't have an identity crisis today because we actually know that we are having an interview in the castle for this podcast. And it's such a nice, informative interview that it is going to be our topic for today. And our topic for today is National Braille Press. And our interviewee is Cassell Wilson, who is Editor and Programs Manager with National Braille Press. So this podcast is going to be devoted to that interview.
2: And we hope you will stay tuned for our next podcast. We have some unusual and kind of exciting announcements to share with you. But for now, we wanted to just bring you this interview with Cassell in its entirety. And we hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed speaking with her.
0: Absolutely. Let's go into the castle.
1: Welcome to the Mystic
0: Access Magic Castle. So welcome back, everyone, to this segment of the Mystic Access Magic Castle. And we are so pleased today to have National Braille Press Editor and Programs Manager Cassell Wilson joining us today, and we have all had the joy of getting to work with Cassell previously with projects and are so pleased to get to talk with her some about NBP. We know conventions are coming up. If you want to go visit Cassell and say hi to her at the upcoming conventions, we'll be talking more about where she will be later in this segment, so we hope you will stay tuned. But we're just going to do a little overview of NBP and talk a bit about how things got started in Cassell's role and a few things about that and share a bit more about all the awesome resources that you can take advantage of from National Braille Press. So Cassell, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Well, thank you so much.
3: I'm really excited to have this opportunity to talk to you guys. So National Braille Press has been around for about 92 years. We were founded by an Italian immigrant who was blind and he wanted to have more regular access and felt that the blind community in general should have more regular access to the news of the world. This was right around the World War and there was a lot going on. And so he started a braille newspaper. And that's really how we started, a simple newspaper for the blind community to follow the news of the day And in fact, we still have, 92 years later, we still have a Braille newspaper that we publish every week. It's called the Syndicated Columnist Weekly, or people call it the SCW for short. So we continue that tradition. That's actually one of the many things I do at MBP. But every week, I spend a very large amount of time reading the news, reading news across the entire political spectrum, and curating, choosing about seven articles a week that are really thought-provoking and kind of provocative and get you thinking and put those into the syndicated columnist weekly that goes out every week. So we continue that tradition in honor of our founder and in honor of the principle of having access to what's happening in our world, that the blind community should be as up-to-date on everything that's happening as everyone else. So that's our founding. Over the years we've grown and expanded and changed and now we're a company that has several different divisions and each division has its own area of responsibility but we're all working towards the same mission which is literacy literacy through braille. I'm a member of the publications department. So people who are familiar with NVP who go to our website and purchase books on our website, that's the publications department. We're the department that is publishing the books that you buy, whether those are children's books or cookbooks or technology books or even the print braille magnets that we sell. Any of the things you buy from a bookstore come from the publications department. Now, we're a nonprofit, and so we rely on some of the other divisions in NBP to help us to be able to, to make these books that we make in the publications department. So we also have a development department that works with individual donors and corporate donors to support our work. And then we also have someone who writes grants to bring in funds to support our work. And then we also have a really large division called the business to business and education divisions. And these are the ones who make like the braille menus for legal seafood. So the Red Sox menu in braille. Any sort of the standardized test, any corporation or business that has a need for Braille can come to us and get that through our business-to-business division. And they play a huge role in bringing in the funds that we need to do the nonprofit Braille literacy and advocacy work that we do through the publications department.
2: That's wonderful. Now, your role in publications has been quite varied, I understand. Before coming to National Braille Press, you worked with Scholastic and the Pearson Group. I'm curious how you came to become acquainted with and to join NBP, and prior to that time, what your exposure was and what your awareness is to Braille literacy?
3: Yeah, it's a good question. So I've spent most of my career in publishing, and I have always been on the editorial side, although I have done some production work as well, but I've always been on the editorial side and I've been a managing editor at several different companies. So what I do at NVP is very similar. I'm developing a pub plan, what types of books, categories of books we want to publish in each season, how many of those. So sort of sketching out our overall publications plan and then filling that plan in with specific publications. So in the case of, let's say, Mystic Access, working with you guys to create specific books like the Google Suite book or the awesome dating book that we just released, Dating in the Digital Age by Kim, Kim Loftus. So working with individual authors to create individual original titles as well as looking at existing books that other publishers have published and then making Braille or print Braille versions of those as well. So basically, what I'm doing is developing the overall publishing plan, making sure we're putting books out across all content categories, across all age ranges, and across all areas of interest, with a particular focus being on the technology books and the original publications that we're directly working with authors to create. So this type of work, developing a publishing plan, signing authors to write books, Creating those books with those authors. This is similar no matter what type of publishing you're doing, whether you're in educational publishing or you're doing braille publishing. It's all very similar. But obviously, working with braille brings a few unique, you know, a unique set of considerations. Also, working with a nonprofit brings unique considerations as well. So, for instance, As a nonprofit, we can't publish every single book we want to publish. We have to very carefully select what we think is going to be most useful for the community, most in demand, and really most desired by the community. So we have to be very careful to carefully choose books we think will have the widest impact and the widest appeal within our community. In terms of my exposure to Braille before I came to NBP, I really had no more exposure to Braille than your average person. That's one of the things I really love about this job. I've had to learn so many things. I bring in the traditional publishing skills from my previous jobs, and those are the same, and, and those apply to this job seamlessly. But then with working in Braille, I also get to learn a whole new skill set, and that's been really exciting. My sort of epic accomplishment was this week I actually found an error in Braille, <laughs> and I was like patting myself, hey. yeah, <laughs> patting myself. I was just going to
1: ask if you if you took the opportunity and read Braille. So the answer is yes.
3: Well, yes and no. I've definitely taken advantage of the opportunity to learn a lot of Braille. I haven't formally taken like the Hadley course or anything like that, but in working with our existing publications and previous publications, I've learned a tremendous amount. So I I feel pretty good about all the contractions and things like that. So yeah, I'm learning more and more each day, and I really. I really enjoy that. It's part of my job that I I really enjoy. And of course, when we're making books that are, let's say, large print and Braille, when I'm putting together a publication that's not just a print publication, but a print Braille publication, that gives me extra opportunities to learn more about not just Braille, but the rules of Braille, Braille formatting, things like that. So that's been really exciting.
0: Yeah, it's probably quite a trip to come from publishing from a print-only perspective and then seeing these books that are like, oh, this will be three volumes in Braille and it would only be one medium-sized volume in print. You know, here's all this this different stuff to learn and discover.
3: Oh, absolutely, definitely. And just just opens your eyes to different things as well. For instance, let's say we want to do a children's book. When we're evaluating a children's book, let's say a picture book, when we think about can this be a good print Braille publication, we have to look at the content in, in a way that maybe five years ago, I wouldn't have had to to look at content, you know, is the story dependent on any of the illustrations? If you didn't have illustrations, would the story stand alone, stand on its own, and things like that? So it definitely opens your eyes to different ways of looking at content.
0: You touched on getting to learn the Braille and discover some of these different aspects in terms of Braille as being a job highlight. Do you have anything else that's just a major highlight for you in terms of the job responsibilities?
3: I love every single thing about this job. (laughs) This job is, you know, I've had a long career in publishing, and I have to say this is one of my favorite experiences for so many reasons. Obviously, working for a company whose primary mission is literacy is amazing. Being in a job that is mission-based, working with so many passionate colleagues, working with amazing authors, it's all around. National Braille Press is a very, very special place. And everyone takes what they do very seriously and is very committed to it. And we're all sort of learning as much as we can all the time. So it's just a wonderful work environment. And actually, I'll make a plug for MVP right here. Right now, I know that we're looking to bring on some new people on staff, for instance, proofreaders, transcribers. So people should always check out our website and look at our job postings because we're always looking to hire new people, bring new people on board. And it is an amazing and special place to
0: work. It sounds very cool. I'm going to get to Boston one of these days. I would love to get up there and get to come and tour and explore. And it would just be a blast to get to come hang out because you guys do such amazing work as we're discussing, obviously, and there's so many different facets to it. Speaking of the different facets of MVP's work, MVP specifically has some really amazing programs that are geared to and focused on kids and their parents. And as somebody who's read Braille from the time I was itsy, itsy, bitsy girl, that is something I'm very passionate about is early Braille learning. And can you just highlight for us some of the amazing programs that you guys are involved in?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So as you said in the beginning, my title is Editor and Programs Manager. So we sort of covered the editing part, and let's talk a little bit about the programs part. So we have a couple different children's programs Some of them have been around for a long time, like our Read Books program, and some have been around a shorter time, like our Great Expectations program. But they all basically are trying to address the same thing, which is really, again, this is about literacy. This is about getting Braille materials and Braille books into the hands of children at the youngest age possible so they have the greatest opportunity to learn Braille at the youngest age. And to also provide resources for their families, and to provide these books and these resources either free or at the same price that someone would pay as a sighted child would pay for the same book. So let's start talking about the Read Books program. The Read Books program has been around for a very long time, and it's basically a program where any parent or educator of a blind child can order a free bag of beginning braille materials from us. And these bags have about $60 worth of materials in them, and we will send them for free. And they have a age-appropriate print braille book. Then they always have a tactile graphic. They always have some sort of toy or manipulative. They have a primer about the importance of Braille as well as a primer about the importance of tactile graphics, and those are small resources for the parents to just get a beginning understanding of really how important it is that their child learn Braille and also learn how to interpret tactile graphics. And then there's coupons in there for a second free print Braille book and a coupon for a free book called Just Enough to Know Better which is a one volume primer on the basics of braille. So you'll learn your contractions and you'll learn you know, your punctuation marks and sort of all the beginning basics of braille. And this primer is to give the parents enough knowledge about braille to really be able to advocate for their children. It's really a great book. We usually sell it for $20, but when you have a ReadBooks bag, there's a coupon to get it for free. So basically Rebooks is a bag of beginning braille materials Chock full of stuff for both the child and the family. It's totally free. And we also have them for three different age ranges. So there's a bag for birth to age three. Then there's a bag with materials for ages four to five. And then there's another bag for ages six to seven. And I think we've given away, I think, like 16,000 of these bags for free over wow. the life of the program. So we give about 1,000 a, a okay. bags away a year. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a really amazing, amazing program. The thing that I would really emphasize about this program is most of these bags are distributed through TVIs, through educators, so we always want to remind anyone who works with blind children, blind students, to take advantage of this program. You don't have to spend money out of your own pocket to get these materials into your students' hands. You can either refer them to our website or call our customer service number and order them for your students or have those families order them directly either way. Or if you're a TBI, order 10 because you know that this year you're going to have 10 more students and you have them there. So each time you get a new student, you have it there available for you. So that's the rebooks program. Do you have any questions about read books before I move on to the other ones
0: it just blows my tiny mind really me I mean I just, just thinking back to when I was a kid you know and my mom particularly I mean my mom is a reading fiend, you know that is one of her things and she wanted that for me she wanted to make sure that her kid enjoyed and was as passionate about reading as she is and she was when I was a little bitty kid putting like okay different braille labels on things, you know, getting her label maker, mm-hmm. teaching herself and saying, okay, this is this. And, you know, kind of starting that she would have lost her mind with a program like this available. Yes. So it's just amazing <laughs> that something like this exists. You don't take any of what you've had in your own life for granted, but man, you look at something like this and you're like, wow, this is amazing for the people who can take yes. advantage of this And,
2: <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, basically, if you had a book that was braille, it maybe had a label on the front, or it had a label Heck, on a yeah. picture, and that was about it. Or the book was just straight braille, which is great. But now there's graphics uh-huh. and there's other ways to interact with text because, as blind children, especially those who are born blind, you almost need many multi sensory ways to interact with some concepts before they are gotten. I remember seeing this book from National Braille Press and it was about a lamb and there was this stuffed lamb's head and so every page that you turned had the lamb's head like predominantly right there and it wasn't just like this is a thing it was very three dimensional and soft and squishy and you just wanted to squeeze its little cheeks and it was very (laughs) (laughs) adorable and very much like any sighted child would have access to.
0: What she's basically saying is that she or I would have an amusing, amazing, fun at time with one of these oh, bags. Yes. That's I, basically what I, she's saying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally. Well, you know, actually she's making a great point, yes. which is that's why these bags have both print braille materials as well as several different tactile materials. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a tactile manipulative. There's always a tactile graphic. Usually there's something like wiki sticks that they can use to make their own tactile pictures. There's sometimes alphabet or letter sheets, tactile alphabet or letter sheets, a braille caravan block. So, yeah, there's there's both print and braille material as well as tactile material because you have to start with braille literacy, but you also have to start with the tactile literacy because eventually you'll be taking standardized tests and things like that, which will have tactile graphics. So the earlier you can get these materials into students' hands, the better.
0: Heck yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if Lisa experienced this. She probably did. But when I was able to have access to graphics, like graphics were a big deal. You know, they were expensive Mm. to produce. They were, it was a whole other concept than like, okay, you know, here's your Braille volume, which was expensive enough. But here's your graphic. You know, it was a totally different thing. I just remember thinking that's a whole separate entity in terms of learning. And I probably have Poor math skills than I would otherwise had I had access to some of this stuff earlier and and been playing with it a little sooner. But I just love the whole concept of the program and it just kind of blows my mind. I love it.
3: Well, you know, you make a great point too, which is that these tactile graphics are so important if you want to enter any of the STEM fields, so math, science. You're absolutely right. Well, so that's the rebooks program. Pretty exciting. Again, a resource for families, but ultimately a resource for TVIs so that they have materials they can provide to their students and the families they work with without having to spend money out of their own pocket. And this is a grant-funded program. So we're really grateful to all of our funders who fund this program. So another program we have, which most people are familiar with, is the Children's Braille Book Club, or the CBBC, as people call it. That's basically like a standard book club. You sign up for it, and you can sign up for a six-month subscription or a 12-month subscription. And every month, you get a print Braille book in the mail. We select the book, and we send it to you, so you don't even have to give it any thought. You just get your subscription, and then you get the book every month. That's really popular. Those are print Braille children's books as well. They're popular for families. They're also popular for libraries, and that's been around for a long time. And then probably one of our better-known programs as well is called Great Expectations. So the Great Expectations Program, we now have eight books in this program. The whole purpose of this program is to bring picture books to life for blind children. So every book in this program, we select the books based on their unique theme, and then we do a print Braille version of the book, and the books always have picture descriptions, professionally created picture descriptions, so that the children can both read the story, as well as explore the visuals that supplement the story through these descriptions. And then we sell the book. You can buy the print braille book just on its own. And then if you want to go further with that book, we create nine activities that are built around the themes in the book. And these we put online as free activities that anyone can have access to, whether you buy the book or don't buy the book. And these activities are designed specifically for blind children. They're made to supplement the themes of the book in a way that either a teacher or a parent could take any of these activities and use it as a classroom activity or an indoor family activity or whatever. But nine activities for every book, eight books total so far. And the books cover different themes. We have a book that is all about money and business and entrepreneurship. We have a book that's all about moods and emotion. We have one that's all about colors. We have one that's about the performing arts and so on and so forth. So the books are chosen to have these unique themes and then we build the activities around them. We really love this program because, well, first of all, it's a lot of fun. The committee, there's a committee that works on each book to brainstorm the activities that we're gonna create and then to create the activities. And the committee is made up of people within NBP, like myself and some of my colleagues, and then my boss. And then we have people outside of NBP, various people, blind adults, parents, and so on and so forth, who work with us to create the activities as well as TVI. So it's just really fun. We get together, we brainstorm, we create the activities. It's a great, great program.
0: Oh, it sounds Awesome and just so much fun to be either on the receiving end of the books or as part of that committee. It sounds so much fun.
1: <laughs>
3: we gotta get you on that committee. <laughs> Again, I be on the committee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll pay books can I? and creativity. You betcha anytime.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Speaking of books and creativity, we gotta talk about your book.
0: We gotta talk about some books. Let's talk about some books. And of course, you know, people could be listening to this five years from now, but this gives you an idea, y'all, whenever you're listening. Of just some of what's available and some of what is available and happening at MVP because there's always new stuff. I found, particularly in the last few years, there's always something new. There are always new, exciting things, and all the board books and just all the amazing things that are coming out, technology stuff. So, I where do you (laughs) want to go the
2: MVP website now? Because I went (laughs) to purchase the copy of Kim's (laughs) new book, I came away with three books, and I found Braille jewelry I wanted, <laughs> and it was a little scary. So yes, there are lots of lovely things.
3: Well, hey, here's a good way to look at it. Every single time you purchase a book or jewelry or magnet or anything from us, you are helping us to create the next book. Exactly, there the you go. You know, yeah, the next program. <laughs> so so
2: <laughs> that's yes, the positive side of it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, we should we should talk about the Google Suite book, and we should definitely talk about the dating book.
2: So we have been very pleased to collaborate with National Braille Press. All of us at Mystic Access had our fingers in the pie. That was the book on the Google Suite of products, and that is sort of a supplement or a companion piece to the audio tutorial that Chris recorded. For mystic access.
0: And a lot of people are buying both, which is making us very happy. <laughs> yes, they are. That's cool. And <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. that's what I would do, especially if I worked away from home. I would buy the tutorial and listen to the demos of how it was done. I would do that at home. And then the book would be a great resource to keep at the office. We weren't sure how long it would be, but it ended up being one volume in Braille, and that's kind of really great because one braille volume doesn't take up all that much room <laughs> on an office bookshelf. And you can just pull that down and flip through it and refer to it as a quick reference while you are on site on the job.
3: Yeah. Working with you guys on the Google book was great. And of course, I really enjoyed working with Kim on the dating book as well. And we'll talk about both those. The Google book I recommend for anyone What I really like about it, again, is like you said, it's a one-volume overview, which is so important. You want a book that you can put on your bookshelf, pull it down when you need to refer to something really quickly. So a one-volume overview is a great way to approach something like the Google Suite. And so I love how you guys focus on how to download and install and navigate and use the most popular programs or apps within the suite, like Gmail, Chrome, Drive, Docs, Sheets, slides, hangouts, calendar. It's a great, great reference work, and it filled a content niche that we didn't have well represented. As you know, we have a lot of books on iPhone, and they're all amazing, but we're trying to also increase our resources for other operating systems like Android and for other platforms like the Google Suite. So this book is a great resource for anyone who works with the suite on a pc and then there is also information for people who are using it on other platforms as well so i would encourage anyone to check this book out it's a great resource
0: yeah it was a lot of fun i think it taught us all a lot about the process and the process from your end and what was needed and what happens and it was kind of a great intro to learning more about that in addition to Actually, writing the book—I think that was a good, you know, experience for all of us to figure out a little bit more about how things work from the publishing end of the spectrum, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Poor Cassell—we gave her a bit of a run for our money. Me, in
1: particular—stuff
2: <laughs> I thought I knew. Everybody knows that this is how it works, and she's like, "Um, no, it doesn't." <laughs> well, it's very—it's challenging <laughs> to write uh, a book. <laughs> yeah, it was harder than I thought. For me personally, primarily because I really did not live in the Google universe. You know, I really had to put myself there. But for me, I felt like, okay, that's a good thing because I'm writing to the person who's new to this Mm -hmm. and maybe a little intimidated. Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: And you had to take yourself into a universe. I had to take myself back into a universe. And that was almost as scary. Yes. Yes. <laughs> go. Because dating kind of came about through some ideas that we had bounced around back and forth. And kind of serendipitously, it ended up in my lap. And I'm like, well, sure, I'll take a stab at writing a table of contents for this. <laughs> See where we go.
1: <laughs> and it worked out.
3: Yeah, the dating book. That book, it was very fun to work with you on it. And the interesting thing about this book is it's called Dating in the Digital Age. This is Kim, this is your book, and yes. we work together on this book. And the interesting thing is, of course, it's totally about online dating, and it goes into it in depth. But I was thinking this morning that the whole first section, actually, the first couple chapters are applicable, even if you're not online dating, because they're really just about dating in general. So there's some really great really, really great introductory material about just dating in general and how to express your uniqueness and define your qualities and how to define for yourself who is that someone that you're looking for. And then, of course, you address the issues of your blindness, you know, to share or not to share or when to share or how to share. And you talk, actually, the first four chapters apply to any kind of dating, not just online dating, because you also talk about How to write from your heart and, you know, how to describe yourself and the importance of honesty. You just go into so many different really interesting human interest topics. And then of course you in chapter four talk about, you know, some cautionary advice. Things to, you know, red flags to be on the lookout for when you start dating. It's just chock full of really, really interesting information, even before you get to going through the apps and addressing their accessibility and how to navigate them and how to create your profile and communicate, whether you're in Plenty of Fish, Match, or eHarmony. So it's just, it's a lot of really useful information in this one publication.
0: I had so much fun writing it and creating it, especially that first what became the first part. It wasn't initially the first part, and you ended up turning it around and putting that first, and I'm so glad you (laughs) did, because it just made so much more sense there, and as a result of that, I've been very comfortable telling people, whatever kind of new relationship is burgeoning in your life, whatever relationship you're trying to form, there's probably something in here that'll help you, and so I have no problem in telling people that. I think what got me about this book and what really made me want to possibly write it because i never ever thought I would write a book like this but what really made me interested was incorporating that human interest aspect and I got to tell Mm. at least one Mm. funny story on myself too which was kind of funny so (laughs) you know you got to you got to share a little bit of some of the crazy stuff that happens to you so I did get to share one and yeah I think both those aspects being able to put the technology with the human interest because I have a background in psychology I have an undergrad degree in psychology and you know, that type of stuff has always interested me. And then obviously, I have years of experience in the online dating arena. So, between all of that, I thought, I think I can address this from a perspective that is compassionate, but also that is pretty honest and straightforward and says, look, here's some things you do and do not want to do on this journey. So, I can't tell you how pleased I am that it turned out as well as it did.
3: Oh, the final result was, it was definitely, definitely high quality. It's a great book. I, I definitely. Hope that people buy it just to learn, like you say, about new relationships and things like that. And then if they want to take that next step and actually put themselves out there into the online dating world, you know, you do a great job of covering three major options with the Plenty of Fish, Match, and eHarmony. And you go into tremendous detail about how they can explore those sites, register, create their profiles, what tools are available because every website uses slightly different ways to match people and use different ways to allow people to communicate with each other or see each other's profile. So in addition to seeing how these three websites work or three apps work as well, people can choose one that feels right for them. In other words, you've given them enough information to be able to say, "Well, I like these communication options or or I like that this site uses so many tests to get to the root of who I am and who the other people are. And so they may have greater matching capability or whatever. You can tailor your choice to what you're specifically looking for. So there's, there's a lot of great information. It was really, really fun to work with you. I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was fun. Just the, the the going back and forth. I love the collaboration aspect of it. And that piece was very exciting for me. So it was, it was great. Like I said, it was not at all what I intended. Oh, hey, you're going to write your first book this year and it's going to be on online dating. So that was kind of not an thing <laughs> for me, but it was a thrill and a lot of fun. It was a great experience.
3: And we're actually, we're already scheming on our next book, which we can't reveal the topic, <laughs> but yeah, we, we're already scheming our next book and it's going to be really, really, really good. And of course, this will just be the first of many, many books in the future with oh, uh, yeah. Logistic Access and MVP definitely.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is an ongoing thing. So you guys just have to stay tuned and find out what's happening here because there are good things on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> Any other books that you feel you really want to highlight for people who are happen to be browsing MVP or who go visit nbp.org after listening to this? Oh boy, that's
3: (laughs) a good question. Oh, there's, (laughs) there's so many cool things. Well, gosh, let me see. Well, so, you know, Anna really has the category
2: search.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good thing to do too. You can browse
2: through topics that interest you. So if you want to see new books, you can do hot off the braille press. And if you're not, of a technical bent, which some of our listeners are and some aren't. You might enjoy some of the books that have poetry in them or quotes. So you might be surprised at the sheer number of available categories.
3: That's really true. That's true. I think people don't realize that we have everything from board books for the very youngest reader, all the way up to like technology books for people who already are super users, right? And then everything in between. Technology books for beginners, you know, books for teenagers, books for adults, books on you know, travel, cooking, just every topic area of life. Although we do have a few content areas that we're trying to fill out. Obviously, when you look at something like Kim's dating book, it's this really interesting intersection between a technology book and a human interest book. So we want to do more books like this, books that sort of take technology and also explore the larger implications of that technology. Because technology is a tool, but we use technology sometimes in our love life, sometimes in our work life, sometimes in our personal life. So we want to explore those ancillary issues as well. But we do have so many different types of products. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of products at any given time. And and you're right. Go and search by category and you might be surprised what you see.
0: We talked a little bit earlier about Syndicated Columnists Weekly, which a lot of people subscribe to and love because it is provocative and it's got articles that some will find controversial. But it's certainly a very, very thought-provoking publication from everything you've said, and I'm definitely anxious to subscribe to it. You have another magazine that's been around for quite a while, and it's called Our Special. Can you tell us a little bit more about it?
3: Oh, yes, Our Special. Our special has been around for a long, long time as well. So our special is a women's magazine, and it is created by blind women for blind women. So you have the editor, Dana Nichols, and what she will do is she will look through different women's magazines and pick out articles that she thinks is interesting and relevant for the season and for her readership. And then those will get paired with articles written by blind authors and contributors, some who are writing their own articles and some who are gathering content from other places. So knitting patterns, recipes, and and it's a really, really interesting publication. So there are sections on travel. There's a section on fashion. There's always a kitchen corner with recipes. There's always the hobbies and such which can be any kind of craft, but are often knitting, and then the articles from the women's magazines that are put out by other publishers. So it's also filled with tips and tricks, which is kind of cool. Every article is followed by a short little nugget of wisdom. (laughs) And so it's primarily a women's publication, and it's been very popular for a very long time, and people subscribe to it. Similar to the syndicated columnist weekly, you can just get a subscription and we'll send you the new issue. There's four issues a year. The other
0: thing worth mentioning for those of you listening who aren't as familiar with NBP is that you might be thinking, gosh, I don't have any room for any more Braille volumes. A friend of mine was saying that in a recent interview that you were at, Cassell, and she was like, I have no more room for any more Braille volumes of anything in my house. And I can relate to her quandary. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that, though, because you can get things in Ebrail, you can get things in DAISY, and it really depends on the book, but some things are definitely available in multiple formats, many of which are electronic.
3: Yes. Yes. No, that's a great point. We try as much as possible to make things available in as many formats as possible. So almost all of our publications, like our technology publications, are available in Braille, hard copy Braille, BRF, DAISY. If we own the rights, we'll also make it available in Word. And some of our publications, we make them available in all of these formats, but things like the keystroke compendiums, people tend to like to buy the hard copy Braille. So, as Lisa said earlier, you can have them by your desk as a reference. But when we can make multiple formats available, we always do.
0: Yeah, those little compendiums I definitely recommend in a Braille format because you definitely need them close <laughs> oh, yeah. by for sure when you're learning something new. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Very important. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about NBP. Anyone who wants more information can go to nbp.org and find out more and visit the site or of course you can call to place orders that way all the information is available on the site and there's just so much good stuff that you can discover and find out i have a more personal question to end with though and that is when you are not wearing your editing programs managing hat at nbp and you're kind of off the clock decompressing how do you decompress what are your passions outside of the job
3: um, well, I wish I, had, <laughs> I wish I had a lot of really interesting answers to that question. I lead a pretty simple life. I really enjoy walking. I really enjoy reading. So at the end of the day, I generally end my work day with a nice long walk. I also start my work day with a nice long walk. So yeah, and I'm a big reader, love to read. So <laughs> nothing too interesting, unfortunately.
1: Do you like audio I, books? Or? I.
3: I I do have some podcasts that I listen to, but I, I haven't really done a lot of audiobooks. I've only done those when you're on like the long
0: road trip
1: or- right. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris is our audio book fiend, so he always likes to mm-hmm. find out about that.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And me, I'll read anything audio or not narrated by anyone or not, including synthetic speech. I just don't care. I just (laughs) like consuming those books. Yeah,
0: me either. If it looks interesting, I'll read it. I'm good.
3: (laughs) You had asked earlier about any other products that I might want to point out. So maybe I'll just point out again that Anna Dresner has the Shortcuts book. It's called Getting the Job Done with Shortcuts. And that's just an introduction to the Shortcuts app. Well, to both Siri Shortcuts and the Shortcuts app itself. Then we have the new book by David Kingsbury, which is called Format Your Word Documents with JAWS and NVDA. And that's all about using Word to a really highly professional way to create professional-looking publications, whether they're reports or research papers. That's a really, really interesting book that will bring you to a level of comfort and expertise with Word that will get you to the next level. So if you're in a workplace and you have to produce reports, you definitely want to check this book out. If you're a student and you have to put in term papers, you want to check this book out as well. Again, there's the dating and digital age that we talked about. We have a new Will Shorts' Mind Games puzzle riddle book out. So I know that's going to be really popular. It's the alphabet riddles that he does on the NPR program. And then coming up, yeah, it's going to be. Very popular. <laughs> and then in about um, about two weeks, two to three weeks, we're going to have a new Judy Dixon book coming out. And it's called Getting Visual Assistance with an iPhone. So this is all about different visual assistance apps. And that is a really, really great book. So I highly recommend that because she talks not just about the different apps that are available, but she also touches a little bit on the themes of how different people have different opinions about these apps and using them. So she explores the human interest aspect of it as well, getting assistance from these apps. And then pretty soon we should be coming out with the introductions and the executive summaries of the Mueller report. Yeah, so every month we're trying to put out a handful of new products. You should just come and visit our website on a regular basis. It's www.mb p.org. And then I should add that if anyone wants to reach me, my email is kwilson at nbp.org. So please feel free to email me anytime if you have a product idea or some book that you think I should be doing that we don't have or feedback on existing products. So definitely never hesitate to reach out to me.
0: And if you're interested in meeting Cassell in person, there's an opportunity coming up to do that quite soon.
3: That's true. I will be this year at NFB. So for the last three years, I've gone to ACB, and this will be my first year at NFB, and that is in Las Vegas. So definitely come to our table and check us out. Meet us. I'll be there with my colleague, Larry McNeely, who's the customer service manager. And then my boss, Tony Grima, he'll actually be going to ACB this year. He usually goes to NFB and I go to ACB. We're switching. So whether you're at ACB or NFB, definitely come to our table, definitely meet us. We love meeting our customers. It's one of the things that we really look forward to every year is getting to the conventions. It's just so fun to meet the people that we've been talking to all year and to meet the people who are, who are reading our books. I'm also always on the hunt for new ideas, for new books, and I'm always on the hunt for authors. So yeah, stop by the table and introduce yourself
0: absolutely absolutely a lot of fun to be had at the various conventions this year and you've got opportunities to meet NVP staff so go buy a book (laughs) go buy a person or go buy on the website but go buy a book it doesn't have to be my book but go buy a book please (laughs) and just enjoy and find something wonderful there or buy some jewelry or something and i do speak kind of forcefully on the issue but it's just such a great organization so If you want to improve your Braille or you're already a Braille reader and purchased anything from NVP, definitely check them out. You can sign up for their newsletter and find out what's going on. As Cassell said, visit the website. There is a lot to be found at nvp.org. Thank you so much, Cassell. It's been a blast. Thank you very much.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. I've really, really, really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime.
2: Well, that was very informative. Absolutely. I want those books. I want that bag of books. I want that bag <laughs> of books, too.
0: We should go get one. Say, well, not... we've, we're making our inner children happy and giving them some books to play with.
2: Yeah, I'm not young enough, but maybe I'm short enough.
0: Yeah, well, that might work for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll share. <laughs> <Exactly>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all about the books. So definitely visit NVP, see what they have to offer. And if you're going to NFB or ACB, go say hi to Cassell and Tony.
1: Thank you, everybody. Bye. 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 The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash empower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. Our latest five episodes are also available via phone by calling 701-801-8527. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.